You are listening to the Sojourn Church Podcast. If you have any questions or would like to view a video version of this message, please visit our website, sojournchurch.org. About 39 years ago, a group of young couples were headed to a meeting. Now, they were headed to this meeting because they were invited by someone, but at the same time, um, they were at a place in their lives where they needed change. Things had dried up. The goals that they were chasing had ceased. They were looking for something, been chasing after maybe money or some, or, or some wealth and trying to figure out what, what to do. But it got invited to this meeting, and it was at that meeting 39 years ago where lives were changed simply because the Holy Spirit came in and changed and transformed their lives. Immediately, freedom came, uh, a fresh revelation of the love of the Father. There was, there was immediately a, a place where the scriptures began to come alive and a hunger for the word of God. So when they worshiped, it wasn't just singing songs, but there absolutely was change where the songs that they were singing became a reality. It was not just singing songs and opening up a hymn book, but the songs they began to sing had to do with uh, worshiping God and worshiping Jesus. And then there was this hunger and love for people to be transformed and changed and for them to be absolutely uh, engulfed in the presence of God and knowing that that presence that they experienced would change everyone else around them. And so therefore, change happened that day. And you are sitting here as a result of that experience 39 years ago. Terry was in my message this morning. He didn't necessarily know I was gonna share that. But the reason why we're here is because Pastor Terry and Susan and a group of their friends said yes 39 years ago, and therefore, we're here. The church was started, Sojourn Church. <laughs> and I honor you today, Terry and Susan, uh, because you guys said yes 39 years ago uh, to, to the Lord and, and are still saying yes, and we are saying yes with you, and we're saying yes together. So therefore, that's why we're here, starting the living room of their house, and um, I, can't see us still being in y'all's living room, so thank you for allowing us. We, now we're here at this church. And we started, and, and you know, a year ago, um, just as Pastor Terry said, Vanessa and I stepped into this role. Uh, it's been rocky, man, I'm telling you. I wish that it had been, you know, smooth sailing, but it hasn't been everything, man. Um, right, right, man, I'm telling you, it was a short honeymoon. We were like, yes, this is gonna be great, COVID. Um, <laughs> This is going to be amazing. We're, my dream come true as pastors. Been one been dreaming about. I'm telling you guys seriously. As a kid, when I would get home from Lakewood Church, I had a I had a brush full of hair that I would sit in the mirror and I would preach in front of the mirror because I wanted to be a pastor so bad. I'm talking about six, seven years old. I had this dream, and I would gladly give that brush back to Pastor Terry if I really if I known what. No, I'm just kidding. Listen, the enemy does not want us to have to be the church, amen? The enemy's trying his, his best to, to do everything he can to keep it. I'm telling you, my Angelo said this. She said that you cannot know where you're going and get to the place where you're going if you can't celebrate where you've been. We've been at a place for 39 years. We've been worshiping God. We've not changed. And everybody, seemingly enough, is trying to figure out what's going to happen this year, January 6th, coming around the corner. What's going to happen? Are we going to close our doors. What are we gonna do? I'm telling you what, we're gonna stand there for having done all the stand with our loins girt about with truth. And that truth is that we believe that 
that God has called us to be a city on a hill that will not be shaken. We're called to be a light on, uh, and we're a light, amen? So, so I'm, I'm telling you this, I hope the world says, hey, do you got a light? Yes, I do. I got a light and that light never goes out. It will never go out because it shines in the darkness, amen? Shines in the darkness and that's what God has called us to do. And so, and so that, I'm just, I'm thankful for that experience. I, I, I appreciate Pastor Terry sharing that, but it's so important that, that we understand that. And so some of you are new to Sojourn. You don't necessarily know that we, this is our history. You can go to Catch the Vision. You can find that out. But anyway, <laughs> you can join our church. You can find that out. Anyway, you'll know that's where we came from. And I'm proud of our heritage. I'm proud of where we came from. I'm proud to have Pastor Terry and Susan as parents. And I have spiritual parents here. I'm proud of that. But I'm telling you what, that is the, sh that is the platform. That is the floor of where I believe that God is going to take us here in the near future. And so we got a sure footing on a firm foundation. And it's not on the news. CNN ain't reporting this. This not on finding that out, but the only way we're going to find out where our footing is and where our foundation is, is we have to look to the chief cornerstone, the stone that the builders rejected, the one who says that if you listen to these words of mine and you do them, you'll be like the man that built his house upon the rock, and the winds came, and the waves came, and all the storms, and the lightning flashed, but the house stood firm because we're standing on the rock, which is Christ Jesus. Jesus. Amen? So, yeah, so like, well, I thought you were going to come with a Happy New Year message. Yes, I am. This is it. And this is it. Happy New Year. The New Year's is that it's full of hope, full of expectancy, full of life, full of joy, full of us putting our hope on Jesus, full of us putting our, listen, we can wake up this morning. There's a song that we used to sing. I say this before. As I woke up this morning with my mind stayed on Jesus because he said that he will keep us in perfect peace whose mind is stayed on him. Where's your mind this morning? Well, if it stayed on Channel 5, then you got some bad news last night. If you stayed your mind on the internet, then you got some stuff that you didn't want to hear. But if your mind is set on things that are above and not on the things of the earth, then I'm telling you, you're in a good place because God has called us to look at him, focus on him. Even if you got to step out of the boat, I know some of you are, no, I'm just saying, if you got to step out on the boat, Keep your eyes on Jesus, because some of you are going to have to step out of your comfort zone this year. Oh, I'm saying that to some of you that's going, who, he, he talking to, yes, I'm talking to you. You're going to step out of your comfort zone this morning. You're going to step out of your comfort zone this year in places where you're just like, well, I've been quiet. I'm a quiet Christian. I'm hoping, I, I'll rip the doors off that closet. You're coming out of that place today. <laughs> rip the doors off the closet. Take the hinges off. We're coming looking for you because it's time for the church to arise and stand in this evil day. This is not a political message, but this is a message for I'm calling all the citizens of heaven, all you citizens of heaven, all of you citizens of heaven, the ones that God has called out of darkness and into his marvelous light, the ones that have been saved and set free and healed and delivered, come ye, come ye, take your stand, take your place, take your place in the kingdom of God and be who God's called you to be and do what he's called you to do. Amen? I, they, didn't, they didn't get me a bullhorn this morning because they can't find them at this time because the ones who are wanting to riot and all that stuff, they got them all. But I'm telling you what, my voice is loud this morning. The voice of God is strong this morning saying that I'm calling you out. I'm calling you out, Sojourn. I'm calling you out, individuals of Sojourn, that it's time for us to take a stand and be who God's called us to be in this hour. Are you ready? 
Let's pray. Lord, I thank you for this moment right now. This is a, a Kairos moment. This is a moment in time, God, where you have called us to step out of anything that we are that has kept us back, anything that's kept us from your very best. I thank you, Lord, that this morning we are going to hear your voice because your sheep know your voice and a stranger they will not follow. They won't follow that. We won't follow a stranger's voice. We're not going to try to, we're not listening to that. But we are, we're saying, Lord, that we believe the report of the Lord. There's been so many reports going on, Lord, but we choose to believe your report. And we thank you for that in Jesus' name. Amen. We're going to look at a passage this morning. Now, I'm going to, I'm going to have you turn to it. But scholars say the way to pronounce it is Habakkuk or whatever. That sounds like some... <laughs> But that sounds like some, some town in Maine somewhere. Hey, where are you going? Habakkuk. That's where I'm headed. But no, it's Habakkuk. I'm going to say it the way that I've learned since I was a kid. Turn to Habakkuk chapter 2. And while you're turning there, I'm going to set this up for you. This is a passage. Turn to Habakkuk chapter 2. It's a passage from the Minor Prophets. And here's what's going on as you're turning there. Uh, he's looking around, the prophet's looking around, and he's observing all the righteous people of God is surrounded by evildoers, things that are going on in, in that he sees. All he's looking around, he's saying that they're surrounded by evil evildoers. It looks like that the unrighteous people are winning. It looks like they're they're winning. They they had have had an election. No, I'm just kidding. They had a place where they were trying to figure out what was going on, and, there, and it seemed like everything was lost, right? So we're at this place, when it's, and so he, he's seeing that there's so much injustice that is going on, that's going on during that time. So much of it that he's, that, that, and then not only that, though, not only is he seeing injustice done, being done by the evildoers, but he's also observing that the righteous people, his people, are not standing up and taking their rightful place at a time such as this. He's, he's observing that, and so the, the, the text start off, the first chapter starts off with a lament. He's like, God, what is going on? I'm seeing all this injustice. You can read that chapter, and that's what's going on. It's like, he's like, what is going on? And so we're going to pick up in chapter 2, and this is, this is what it says, chapter 2, verse 1. And so we're going to stay in this passage. It's just a short passage, but I want you to hear it. We're going to exegete this passage because I believe God is speaking to us during this time right now. Chapter 2, verse 1, I will stand my watch. Now, we're going to stop there just because we're going to stop there because this is what is important. He's saying this because that word watch has everything to do with not him necessarily seeing because he's going to say it again. Stand my watch has everything to do with the place, the post. That's what it means. I will stand my post. I will stay at my guard. I will stay at this place that you've appointed to me during this time. I will not abandon. I'm going to stand my watch. Even during the chaos, I'm going to stand my watch. Even through the, through the turmoil, I'm going to stand my watch. Even though all the chaos is going on, I'm going to stand my watch. One of the things that, I, that Pastor Terry has said this for a while and he said it for a while back, but I was too young to really understand what he was talking about because he, he said this. He goes, I'm telling you, the church at a certain point has abandoned her post. Now, if you don't, I'm, I'm, the reason why I'm pausing there is because you, you got to understand, if, we, if we're at a place where we've abandoned our post, um, then, then we're in trouble. Then who is there to guard? Who is there to watch? If we, as, if we as a church abandon, who are we going to leave that to? We're going to leave that left, right, whatever. No, I'm telling you, we got to stand our post. The church, the body of Christ is what God's put in the earth to be able to, to, to rule and reign. We are called out ones to rule and reign. Is that true? 
Are we the ecclesia? Is that true what the Bible says? The true ecclesia, that means that we're called out to reign. That means individually that you're called out to, to stand your guard, stand your post. You're standing your post at different places. You're standing your guard, your post in your marriage. I'm telling you what, you know, I stand my guard in my, in my marriage. I take my wife out on a date. I don't want somebody, because I'm, I'm getting old. I, ain't, I don't look as good as I used to, you know? And so somebody else come over and whistling, you know, to Vanessa. I want, if they do that, they won't get her. But I'm saying, if they, if they come out whistling at Vanessa, and they look at me, and they're like, yeah, buddy, you know what I'm saying? I'm like, no, that, you remember that when you were gallant knights? Come on, you guys, remember we were gallant knights, you know? When we were the, we were it, you know what I'm saying? And kids just messed us up. I'm telling you, you start having kids, you just get messed. I was a stud back in the day. I got proof. I got pictures that I was a stud back in the day. Y'all hurt my feelings when you laugh at me like that. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? You get mad. I'm just saying. I, I, you know, I'm telling you, I'm standing my post. You know, and I'm, I'm halfway joking. But the truth is, is the enemy does not want you to succeed. So he's coming after your marriage. He doesn't want you to succeed. So he's coming after your family. That's why, he, that's why it's crazy to hear things like when we talk about tearing down the nuclear family and, and all that, just that's craziness. Let me tell you what, you call uh, all lives matter, all families matter too. And God has his eye and created a system for us to be able to procreate and for us to be able to, to, uh, endure, uh, to, be able to take over the earth. He says it. He says for us uh, to go out and take dominion over the birds of the air over the, and over the beasts of the field. He calls us to be in the earth as for such a time as this. The family he created to do that. In the beginning, he created that. Put that system in place. Why would we get behind a system that comes against that? We're not going to do that. So here's the truth. The truth is, is that that's what he's called us to do. Not only that, he called us to stand in, in not, not only in our family, in our marriage, on, her, on your job, your assignments. I'm like, no, man, I'm just here to have money. No, to, to make money. No, you're not. Because the Bible doesn't say that your job is your source. It says that he is your portion. My God shall supply, my God shall, my God, my God shall supply all my needs according to his riches and glories by Christ Jesus. So if you're trusting in somebody else to be able to, to provide for you and something else, like I'm just here to make money. No, you're not. You are there because you're on assignment from God to be able to spread the light wherever you are. That's what God's called you to do and be. Is that correct? I just want to make sure I'm talking to the right church because, you know, I just want to make sure that that's what God's called us to do. So therefore... Not only standing on your job, at your school, wherever it is, I will stand my watch. That's what he said. Starts off saying, I'm going to stand it. I'm not going to abandon my post. Not going to do it. That's what God's called us to be. My grandfather, um, whose name was Leonard Charles McCray, was a Pinkerton guard in Camden, Arkansas, uh, at, a, at a plant where they made bombs called Vault. And so he was the guard. So you couldn't get past the entrance without meeting my grandfather. And he would tell me funny stories of people who would try to come in uh, and, and, and try to uh, figure out how to get in and, and, and whatever. And so I admired my grandfather because he was, a, he was a, also not only that, he was a guard, but he also was a, the, uh, the deacon, the head deacon at Damascus Road Baptist Church that we, that we attended. And, um, and so he would tell us different stories about people trying to come in. He would take his, he had two, he had two, um, you know, revolvers that he carried. And uh, so therefore he said, man, I said, grandpa, because I'm, I'm, you know, 
this as a kid, you know, laying, just, you know, Grandpa, tell me a story. He goes, man, there was this one time where these guys tried to come through, and he goes, all I did was just flash them my iron, you know. He goes, I was packing iron. I'd flash them, and they'd back off. He goes, you know what? There was, he goes, that was one of the best jobs that I ever had because I knew that I was in charge of making sure that nothing got through to try to try to infiltrate them being able to do their job and making bombs, keeping us safe. He goes, that was my job. And he retired from that job. And I'm telling you what, there's no greater joy than God putting us in a place where God, he is saying, listen, I put you, I've set you at a, on a hill right here in this place, even right here on this hill, all these churches with a buckle of the Bible belt. We ought to be able to flash that buckle and shine eye and the devil be like, oh, <laughs> Carrollton. You know, yeah, I ought to be able to, we ought to be able to shine the belt buckle on the enemy. He'd be like, I can't see. That's right. Because God says, arise, shine, for your light is come, and the glory of the Lord is risen, and the glory of the Lord is risen upon thee. So therefore, we need to shine in this place. I'm telling you, it's Texas, man. I saw a belt buckle the other day. I was with Pastor Terry. I said, look at that belt buckle. We were at Heart 8. And brother had a, it looked like a plate. Like you could put beans over here. You could put mashed potatoes on this plate. It was huge. Remember that? We said, why'd you got? He had a big old belt buckle on. And he walked, he can't even, had to walk like that. And you're laughing, but there should be a little something in your walk because we carry Jesus. There needs to be something in your walk. Did you realize I'm, I'm packing Jesus? I'm packing the very Spirit of God everywhere I go, everywhere I am, everywhere I go, I carry the Spirit of God. And I, I got a belt buckle the size of a plate. Here, have some. You can do, you can have some. Partaking of what God has for us. So that's what God's called us to do. I will stand my watch. Do you hear me? We're going to stand our watch. Let's finish from here what he says. He goes, and I will set myself on the rampart, which actually means a tower. And the Bible says that the name of the Lord is a strong can you say it with me like you mean it? The strong, tower. strong tower and the righteous can run into it and be safe. We're safe. We're safe. But at the same time, he didn't call us just to be safe. He called us to be in service to him, the king. And watch. Here's another part. He said, and watch. Now, listen, let's look up here just for a second because we're going we're to take this piece by piece. I'm not a teacher necessarily, but I want us to take some time this morning. I'm a preacher. So there'll be some of this and then I'll just explode. But here's the deal. <laughs> The truth is, is that he says, I, I will stand, set myself on the rampart and watch. Now, let me tell you what this word means. This watch is different than the first watch because this watch says, I will, he says right here, and watch. This word means to lean forward. So here's what we're going to do, what God's called sojourn to do during this time. We're getting ready to get into a time of prayer and fasting. And this is what fasting does. It cuts out all the stuff, all the noise, all the, the chaos, all that stuff. And you lean forward and say, okay, God, I'm ready to listen. What do you have for us during this time? What are you speaking to me during this time? What are you speaking to me individually during this time? I'm shutting off all that stuff. I'm even shutting off the place where I've let my emotions rule my body and rule my mind. I want you to speak to me and tell me what we're supposed to do. It means to lean forward. I'm telling you, not lean back. Because you lean back, you'd be like, oh, I'm going to run. No, we're leaning forward to what God is saying. So I'm telling you what, God is speaking that to us this morning. Would you lean forward during this time of prayer and fasting to say, God, what are you speaking to us? Because if it, because people are saying it's going to get ugly. Some people are saying it could be good. We don't know what to expect, but here's what we're going to expect. We're leaning forward saying, God, our expectancy, our expectation is upon you, God. It's going to be on you. It's got to be on you. It can't be on anybody else. I'm not leaning on the arms of the flesh. Leaning on him and what God is saying. So as he says, I'll watch. I'm going to lean in and see. Watch, I'll see. Because you lean in and see what he will say to me. That's, and that's strange verbiage even of itself. 
because he's saying, you will see what he says. Well, we don't listen with our eyes, but I'm telling you, when the revelation of God comes, my dad used to say this. He goes, I would say something. He goes, ah, I see, said the blind man. He would say that to me at the end of something. And I'd be like, that was, why would you say that? He goes, because the blind man can't see. He goes, son, I'm saying that because once you understand what I'm saying, it should paint a picture in your heart of what I'm saying. So you not see with your physical eyes, but you see with your spiritual eyes so that you know what you know that you know that I know in whom I have believed that he is able to keep that which I've committed to him against that day, that you know that my spirit bears witness with his spirit, that bears witness with my spirit, that bears witness with his spirit, that I'm a child of God, that I know that he's not giving me the spirit of fear, but of love, power, and a sound mind, that I know that he has blessed me with every spiritual blessing in the heavenly places, that I know that I'm seated in heavenly places above all that chaos, above all that stuff, that I I know that my God will supply my needs. I know that he is God. He's my redeemer. That I know that he is all-powerful, all-knowing, and he is omnipotent. And he cares for me because I know that he said, cast all your cares upon me because I care for you. So that's why you can say, I see, said the blind man. But I'm not blind. Yes, you were. Amazing grace, how sweet the sound that saved a wretch like me. I once was... Blind. I once was blind, but then it says, now I see. I messed that him up. Anyway, I'm telling you, the truth is, is that we were blind, but he gave us sight. Amen? That's what he calls to do. So he says, I will. So that my first point this morning is watch. My second point this morning is watch. It's like, what's your, what's your second point? Watch. It's, we just got two sins. We will stand my watch, and I will set, I will set myself on the, in the tower, and I will watch. I'll lean in to see what he will say to me. And I will answer. And then what I will answer when I am corrected, when I am corrected. Now, see, this is, a, this is usually a bad word in the body of Christ because nobody wants to be corrected, right? right. right. No, it's true, though. I mean, you know, because even the Bible says no one loves chastening, right? Nobody loves discipline. I don't wake up in the morning and go, okay, God, I just want you to dis- just chastise me today. <laughs> Would you just chast- chastise me today? My parents, when they were, my dad was spanking, we call it spanking. Black people got whoopings back in the day. Y'all, white people get spankings. Can I get a witness? David Harris Jr. knows what I'm talking about. You done had a couple in your day, haven't you? You know what I'm talking about. Can I get a witness? Yeah, yeah. Anyway, my dad would do that. You know, he'd be like, bend over. I'm like, I'm not just, we're going to have a tussle here. I'm not just going to just let you, you know what I'm saying? And then one day, just by accident, I just grabbed the belt. You know what I'm saying? Just reflex. Anybody ever do that? Come on now, raise your hand. You know you did that one time. Grab, just grab it. You know, I love that, t- that story that Pastor Terry tells where his mother was spanking him and he grabbed the switch from her. She's like, that's all right, keep it. I'll, I'll tell your dad and just give it back to her. <laughs> you tell that story, just give it back. You can have it back now. Because nobody wakes up in the morning going, I want to be disciplined. I want just give it to me. I can take it. Nobody. But listen, this is what it says. I will see what, he says, and what, as he, what he'll say to me and, and what I will answer when I'm corrected. I want to tell you this. We're on a correction course. God has his church on a correction course. How will we respond to him correcting us and getting us on the course that he has for us? Okay, that's for the body of Christ. Now I'm talking about individually. How will you respond when he's correcting your path back to him where he's taking you? 
There's an anointing. I believe God, there's a, there's a presence of God, the spirit of God that's saying, look, because he loves, the Bible says whom he loves, he chastens, he, he, he corrects. And so I'm going to tell you this morning, if you hadn't heard it, you're listening with your physical ears, listen with your spiritual ears this morning. He loves you. That's why he's correcting us. You know, is, is he mad? I, 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 don't, I don't get that. I don't see him waking up on the, on the wrong side of the bed. And I don't, he didn't get up angry. Why did he not get up angry? Why did he not, didn't wake up on the wrong side of the bed? Because he that keepeth Israel neither slumbers nor sleeps. So he hadn't been sleeping. He's been awake the whole time. And therefore, he loves you. So he's just like correcting us, getting us to the place where we're, he, and we're, what's our response going to be? What's your response going to be? And I'm, I'm pausing because some of our responses, including mine sometimes, have not been the best. I don't want to be corrected, God. I want to go my own way. I want to do my own thing. I want to stay in this place of, of sin. It's comfortable. I want to stay in this place of fear. I want to stay in this place that, that, that I've made for myself. And I'm telling you, you're going to have to bust out of that. And you've got to get to the place, okay, God, it doesn't matter what you say to me. I'm going to do what you have called me to do. I will, I'm going to obey your will and your ways. It's not my, that's a perfect prayer. My mother would say, it's not my will, but your will be done. That's what Jesus prayed. Amen. So it's not about us, but it is about us stepping into the place that he has for us. And how do we do that? You say, yes, Lord. Yes, Lord. Yes, Lord, I'll do it. Yes, Lord, I, whatever it is that you have, I'll, I'll say yes to it. Some of you are saying, I don't even know what I'm saying yes to. Anytime you say yes to the Lord, it's always good. Amen. Always good when you say yes to the Lord. So let's finish this passage. And I will answer what I will answer when I'm corrected. Then he says this. Then the Lord answered me and said, write the vision, make it plain on tablets that he may run who reads it. And this is what God has called us to do, because I believe God has a word for soldiers. And this is, I'm going to stop here for a second, because I want to tell you that this month, a lot, part of this month, what I'm going to be preaching about is vision for our church for this year. So if you really want to know what God's called us to for this year, continue to coming back or watching online. God, God has given, I really believe that he's, he has us on a plan or has us on a path. And I'm going to share with you and in a few weeks, in the weeks coming, what God has called Sojourn. in this church. Now, <clears throat> may be different than what God's called Prestonwood or what God's called Ben Tree or, or Life Church over here or Freedom Life over here and, or, or Covenant Church. And like we're right in the middle of this, of this deal. We're that, we're, we're, yeah, anyway, we're right in the middle. And, and I'm telling you, God has a plan for us because we're not trying to be like everybody else. We're going to be Sojourn Church, who God has called us to be during this time. Amen? Amen. So, so that's what. So the vision, we'll make it plain, make it clear. We're going to talk, we're going to have what we call vision weekends, where I'm going to be preaching about that, sharing about that. Uh, and so it's important for you to, to be here and hear that. And here's what it says. Make it plain on tablets that he may run who reads with, not walk, but run who reads, who reads it. We're in a race. So God's called us in this race that we're running. You have to run your race. I have to run my race. The church is running this race. And we're, we're running as if to receive the prize. Verse three, for the vision is yet for an appointed time, but at the end it will speak and it will not lie. Though it tarries, wait for it. Everybody say wait for it. That's my third point. Watch, watch. Wait. God is saying for us to wait. This is what the Bible talks about. They that wait upon the Lord, he shall renew their strength. They shall run and not be weary. They'll walk and not faint because we're waiting upon him. The word doesn't mean just sit back and do nothing. It's not talking about sitting back and doing nothing because there's so many things that God's called us to do. He's called us to pray. Amen. 
We're praying without ceasing. You know what? And I was, I've said this last week. I'm going to say it again. I'm praying that our prayer meetings be more attended than even our church meetings. God has called us to be able to want to pray during this time. Not just during this time, but be people who pray without ceasing. And so that's what God's called us to do. It will speak. Wait for it. You know, it almost sounds like this. Wait for it. You ever hear that? Wait for it. Wait for it. Wait for it. And so you, in, in the meantime, you're just like, what? Wait for it. What? Wait for it. I was, um, <clears throat> I was this weekend, one of the things that we, we, we brought in New Year with a bang. I was duck hunting with my youngest daughter uh, two days ago. And one of the things that was hard was for her to wait for the ducks to come in close. You know, and she'd be like, you know, just like shaking, like, get your hand off the trigger, <laughs> you know, <laughs> get your finger off the trigger. But she'd, we'd have, they'd circle and they'd circle and they'd circle and it'd be like, wait, wait. And man, before the guy could go, get him, you know, just, you know, I'm like, oh, wow, you know, but wait for it, wait for it. So some of you just like, I'm anxious, anxious. Be anxious for nothing, but in everything, prayer and supplication to God. Don't be anxious. Don't be weary in well-doing, but wait for it because he's promised this to us. His promises are yes and amen through Christ Jesus. And if he, if he promised it, then he will surely bring it to pass. So let's wait for it. Some of you have already thrown in the towel on this election. Wait for it. Some of you have already given up on some things. Wait for it. Wait for it. Be patient. Wait for it. Pray. Some of you have had dreams and visions and prophetic words that have been given to you. Wait for it. Wait for it. Because I know that my God, who he's, he does what he says he's going to do. How do you know? Because he watches over his word to performance. Watches over his word to performance. So you wait for it. So, so wait. So watch. Watch. Wait. Oh, there's so many. Things are safe. So the truth is, is that that's what he's called us to do. You wait. Isn't it this? Watch and pray. It's the same thing in the, when the passage is when he tells the disciples, watch and pray. Do you see the parallel? Uh, uh, Matthew 26, 41. He says, watch and pray. At least you enter into temptation. Mark 13, 33. Take heed. Watch and pray. For you do not know when the time is. Mark 14, 38. Watch and pray. At least you enter into temptation. Same thing. Luke 2136, watch therefore and pray always that you may be counted worthy to escape all these things that will come to pass. Ephesians 6, 8, 10, praying always with all prayer and supplication in the spirit being watchful to, the, to this end with all perseverance and supplication for all the saints. 1 Peter 4, 7 says, in the end of all things is at hand. Therefore, be serious and watchful in your prayers. That's what God's called it. Watch and pray. Watch, watch, wait on the Lord. Amen. Thank you for listening to the Sojourn Church podcast. For more messages or content similar to this, please visit our website. If you would like to support our ministry, please visit the first link in the show description or visit sojournchurch.org give.